Hi, I'm Muriel. And I'm Nick. And welcome to Hella in Your Thirties. This week we go to Port Orchard, Washington. Let's do yoga. Let's get fit. Let's do jumping jacks. And we'll get rich. But oops, I found that bottle of gin underneath the sink again. So tomorrow's a new day. Let's order pizza. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Hella in Your 30s. This is a podcast for people of all ages, except maybe children. Definitely about, not children. <laughs> all about navigating this dystopian world we live in. All right. I don't know if you guys can smell the, the salt water, if you can hear the birds, maybe the rocks under our feet. And hear that? Okay. So unless the tide comes crashing in, which it easily could, mm-hmm. we're recording this episode from the very rocky, salty, sandy, beautiful beaches of Port Orchard. What's it called? Port Orchard, Washington. We love tiny towns and we decided to disappear for a day and go explore one. And I have to say, we're going to give you a rundown of what it's like to be in a tiny Pacific Northwestern town and you're going to understand it. (laughs) What you can take away from this is the freaks come out at night. (laughs) All right. (laughs) So this was such an adventure. Yeah, spoiler alert, there was a knife fight. Right. uh, (laughs) Listen, the thing is about this is that if you're not familiar with us, we grew up in the Pacific Northwest. So this is all in our blood, right? Yeah, we're Seattle kids. Right. Like the city of Seattle. Right. So, (laughs) So like right now we're in our sort of baseline like nature thing right Mm -hmm. the thing we grew up with since we were tiny kids it's the beaches are incredibly rocky they're covered in barnacles and then any sand is like you know soupy muddy sludge it smells like decaying seaweed (laughs) but it's beautiful there's old logs out there that's kind of fun the activity for small children is to find crabs that pinch you there are birds (laughs) we're looking at you know islands covered in Pine trees and there's mountains. A, there's a motorcycle gang trying to convene in the parking lot, and I think one of their friends was meeting them on a boat, and they ran out of gas, so that boat is going to have to paddle the rest of the way yeah, here. We, well, that's the other thing. People love to spe- talk on speakerphone out here, so you really get to hear what's going on. But uh, So this is where we're podcasting from. Also, it's September, so it's nice, but in the shade it's very cool. Yes. And the shores typically in the Pacific Northwest a rocky, not sandy, plus not sunny. For some reason, the way the trees grow, they grow right over where the sun would be on the beach. Right, right, right. But I got to give Port Orchard some credit. There, when we were walking along the boardwalk last night, they had a couple little sandy enclaves. It was you know? really, really pleasant. Yeah, Port Orchard is, yeah, pleasant <laughs> up to a point. It was, All right. No, it was so great. Okay, the whole no, thing the whole was thing great. was great. But then, you know, it just got... It, it the, got really trippy at night. The beaches ain't the only things that are rocky, so... Well, I feel like, okay, Mm -hmm. so the way that this journey goes, we're going to talk you through this. So if you ever come out to Pacific Northwest and stay in a small town, you kind of know what to expect, whatever, whatever, right? Okay, so the whole thing starts. If you start from Seattle, it's probably going to involve a ferry ride. 
well, we really wanted to make sure it involved a ferry ride because, to be honest, it would have took us an hour and twenty minutes to get to Port Orchard. But, but we were like, it took us four hours. <laughs> we had to. I mean, the ferry ride is like forty minutes to an hour, depending on how long it takes to load the freaking ferry. Right. And then we had to get there an hour before the ferry. So by the time we loaded the ferry, we could have already been in Port Orchard. Right. It's the icing on the cake that makes it take longer because <laughs> the cake has to cool before you put the icing on. Yeah, right? and then you have to take it onto the deck of a ferry in which the wind blasts off all the icing so the um so we're gonna start at the beginning okay we wake up we go downtown seattle the uh waterfront has been under construction since 1987 (laughs) it is completely insane it's always under construction there's always signs that are crazy detours and big red signs and it's like doesn't seem you should be down there we figured out kind of navigating our way (laughs) With a couple of fights involved. We only had one really big fight. <laughs> We're going to get on this ferry. It's called the Bremerton Ferry. <laughs> and I was telling Nick about something that was kind of important to me. And Not I, kind of important. It was like a really, it was it's a was, heartfelt, sensitive issue. Right, that I'm kind of like was dealing with. It's a little stressful. And so we like, I was talking to him about it and he just, we pulled into this place after navigating all the construction and Nick just screamed, Bremerton! <laughs> Of his lungs, <laughs> and then it was just silent. And I just stared at him, and I was like, "What is what?" <laughs> well, because I was only about ninety percent sure that that actually was the place to catch the mm-hmm. Bremerton ferry, and that ten percent, although it was in the extreme minority, was taking the extreme vast majority of my brain. So that ten percent uncertainty was where a hundred percent of my anxiety was lying at yeah, the moment. Yeah, yeah. So when I saw the Bremerton sign, no matter how. Um, important the issue you were saying I had to interrupt you and scream Bremerton <laughs> it was really one of those things I feel like I'm really glad we talked it out because I was really mad at you and well, you're like you're making me do the emotional labor of of trying to interpret that as like do you want me to be quiet why did you scream okay, Bremerton don't say what I said because okay. I was having a day I was I know, having a morning I, I was loving the you main so much thing too. is is I was saying something important to me and then you yelled something and interrupted me, and then I was like, is he going to say anything else? And you didn't. <laughs> and then I tried to talk again, and then you started... Uh, it was just like a big, messy, <laughs> stupid, horrible married person fight. Yeah. Uh, but at the end of the day, I thought you just did it because you didn't care about what I was saying, but really you did it because your mind was going a mile a minute. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm glad we talked about it, because I was like... Uh, I was like, are you a bro? Yeah, I was like, <laughs> yeah, freaking obvo. <laughs> Okay, um. <laughs> so the way the experience I can't believe you called me out about that. Okay, so we're, the, well, no, we had to I don't paint the picture. We had to paint the picture. <laughs> so we were done we were done having our fight about emotional labor and communication. <laughs> That's also a big part about co- being from Seattle and coming from Seattle you're sensitive, you're a hippie. So we park in the lane and then this is how it goes. You go, you park in a lane, you sit there for an hour. You have to pee. There's nowhere to pee but honey buckets. It's kind of tense because no matter what, the ferry kind of either is on a weird schedule or yeah. late or you were late or it's full or it's not full and, and you got, got their canine dog sniffing all the cars for bombs. Right. It's the nine eleven anniversary. Right. So it's very, it's just, you know, it feels like it should be more relaxing than it is. <laughs> yeah. And like, it's always a lose-lose situation when you ride a ferry in the Pacific Northwest, I feel like, because it's like either you're an early bird and you get there really early and like half the time 
you didn't need to get there that early. Which like is our what ferry was to us. not even halfway full. No, it took us like two minutes to. Early. <laughs> sometimes it'll take twenty five minutes to load a whole ferry. It by the time we actually parked inside the ferry and walked up to the deck, we had already taken off. Yeah, it took two minutes to load that ferry. Yeah, that's usually and that's just loading, man. So, anyways, we got on the ferry and the ferry is, you know, like. The decor is kind of from the 70s. There's like, you know, vending machines everywhere. In better times, non-pandemic times, they sell like hot dogs and beer on the ferry, which come on. Do they sell beer? Yeah. Oh, I've never gotten a There's beer on the ferry. There's a big sign. It says two drinks per adult. Because <laughs> <laughs> people be trying to get trapped. Mandatory. <laughs> That's tight. I didn't even know that. You can get hot dogs and nachos usually, yeah. little sandwiches and stuff. It's really fun. But that was shut down, so we just spent like $20 on the vending machine. Yeah, I know. That was super weird. And then I was just like completely sick all day. I was like, oh, this is awesome. Every time I'm forced to do something that I would have loved as a kid, yeah. I always do it. Yeah, But right. now I'm an adult. And eating a bag of chili cheese Fritos makes me like horribly <laughs> ill. But I was like, yeah, let's do it. Like, I drank a sugar free rock star, which was like really trippy. I haven't had a rock star since I was like, I don't know, 16 or something. I was like, yeah. Oh my God. It was just, uh, just the craziest Kool Aid tasting thing full of. B vitamins apparently I want to say the ferry is one of my favorite things it's amazing. and when we were talking about getting away for a day I was like yeah but the ferry is like the most important part it to me it kind of is you know it's like you get to like gently sail through islands and it's breezy and it's super wholesome like people are hilarious on a ferry because some people need it for commuting right yeah and like I would and say a fair amount of fair it. people do yeah. need it right yeah but a lot of people just have a lot of joy about it. And <laughs> yeah. they will be running around. It's like you'll look up and just some middle-aged guy will be like grinning his ass off, just staring off the like bow of the stupid thing. We saw full, full-grown, absolute adult twin sisters like frolicking. They were like waving at all the passing boats. <laughs> people were yeah. actually hyped out of their mind. And we were some of them. I know. We were hyped. We were walking. We looked through every deck we went to like one side looked the top deck bottom deck walked around the side we definitely took one too many laps on the main deck where i was like all these people that are just sitting have noticed us several times and now i'm now now they're like what's up with those weirdos well it's hard because i just be staring at them like hey, who's that person what's their story they got meat pies from a company and see, i was just like really i was yeah. Ooh, that guy's really, asleep i was looking way too hard yeah right uh, i love the ferry it felt so good just to get out there and get just black in the face with the wind because you're right that it's gentle but it's also a gigantic massive industrial military sized vessel yeah. you know so it's just like so powerful and you're just freaking cruising through the waters oh, it's so nice <laughs> okay so that's how we started our journey it's yeah. a gentle wholesome trip on a ship. I felt so peaceful and relaxed. There were like no kids, like two, but it's all just super pumped adults, like looking at the islands and like having a good time. And then we dock, we get out, and I have to introduce yourself to my husband, the free gliding man. <laughs> this guy's out here. He was just feeling Bremerton. Yeah, we landed in Bremerton, Washington. So hard. It's a tiny town, like really small. 
And if you don't pay attention to where you're going, you just get on a bridge to a different place. (laughs) (laughs) And we were driving around and I was like, Nick's got this. (laughs) We got on like three accidental bridges. (laughs) We went to like seven towns. (laughs) I was like, he goes right or left. And I was like, definitely not right. And then you'd just be like, yeah, (laughs) onto this bridge. I couldn't read any signs either. I know, you just, oh my God. Can I make fun of you, but only out of love? Is yes, that okay? Of you course. were making me laugh so hard because you were like, we're on, like, road tripping is so fun. And, like, that's part of going to a small town is just, like, not caring and, like, just kind of whatever, free yeah. flowing. Yeah. And so you were not able to read signs and just going from, like, over random bridges. <laughs> I'd be like, well, you went over the bridge now. We have to go back to <laughs> We left over to like four <laughs> times. But the other thing you were doing that was destroying me. Yeah. Was you couldn't read? Um, there were all these pun-based small-town signs. Yeah, like businesses, <laughs> like doggy-style grooming or something. <laughs> like there's okay. Let me paint this picture. <laughs> you just got me so good. I was dying by the end of this trip. Okay, so there's one, um, one place. It's a dog grooming place, and there's a picture of a dog that looks like Scooby Doo, right? Yeah. <laughs> And it's a bunch of like sudsy bubbles. And the name of the place is S-C-R-U-B-Y-Do. So Nick look, looks at that and he goes, huh, Scrubby-Doo. <laughs> and I was like, no, man, that's Scrooby-Doo. Like, obviously, wait, is that how it goes? I don't see. You were so... <laughs> See, that's what you get. That's what you get, because you were so convinced that what I said was stupid and what you said was obvious. And it's it's spelled scrub with Y and then do. So it's scrubby-doo, right? Or it could be scrooby-doo. But if it was scrooby-doo, they should have done two O's the way scooby-doo is. And you know just what? I just realized that you were right about that. See, so but the other have- thing we have going on is we Muriel and I have been, the only joy we get in the world anymore is from Trailer Park Boys. Yeah. And so we are constantly trying to figure out who's who on that show. And we have sort of landed on Muriel's bubbles and I'm Ricky. Yeah. And Muriel was like, and I was acting really a lot like Ricky. <laughs> it wasn't the only one. There was oh, another yeah, one that was, uh, what was it? It was not a, like, it was this it was, bar with this sexy Well, mermaid. you're so convinced it's called the Naughty Mermaid. So why don't you spell it out and we'll see if you're right so about this time, nautical, Bubbles. it's nautical except for without the cull. So Naughty Mermaid, right? It's not, and, you know, Naughty. Yeah. Like that. And Nick looked at it and he goes, Not a mermaid. <laughs> I was like, I'm pretty sure that's not the name. Well, is would you would you pronounce the word naughty Cole? You'd say naughty mermaid. Like, would you, clearly if you she's were... a sexy mermaid and she's being naughty. She's looking at the thing and looking naughty. Not a mermaid would be something that wasn't a mermaid. <laughs> but it's not because it's spelled as in nautical yeah, or right. nautica. Right. So it's not yeah. a mermaid. <laughs> yeah. And then we so that was the third one. And then we walked right on the other side and Nick was saying, um, uh, oh, it was the <laughs> it was the sapling antique store. And Nick goes, Sapling <laughs> Okay, that one I give you. That one I just clearly pronounced sapling as in, as sapling. Yeah, it was pretty great. And then as a bit, I called it the insurance insurance, yeah. which um, I wish I had tricked you on that one. I know. You kind of did. I mean, basically what I'm saying is like we were on this wholesome ferry ride. 
and then we were driving around for like two hours. We're just, just floating through Bremerton over bridges. I'm like, is there a bridge that way? <laughs> I was just crossing bridges, you know? We were just going like in and out, like can't read anything, making these huge mistakes. Like, I mean, it was like amazing. Couldn't find a place for lunch. No. Everything was closed, kind of. Everything kinda. was closed. We were just wandering around doing bits. It was really fun. Tons of like naval people walking around being so about their business and official. Yeah, we were just like, <laughs> like melting from stupidity. Okay, so we get in the car, we drive to Port Orchard. Port Orchard is this picturesque, tiny little town. It has a really cute little main street, Mm -hmm. a bunch of cute little like local bars and restaurants. Tons of antique shops. Everybody's super nice. We go in, we like check into our hotel and we take a walk and we go to this like antique store and we like wander around and they have like a self-playing like old time ragtimey piano. We buy some postcards. Like, I mean like so wholesome. Right. And then, you know, we're walking around and it's overcast. It's like this kind of thing at four o'clock. It feels like sunset, you know, it's Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. dark. People are driving with their headlights on and we go into this bar and it's the first place that we go. Oh, the brick house. Yeah. That was actually the second place. We had already oh, yeah. we had already gotten some beer and some nachos. <laughs> we had, you know, we were we were, yeah, we, we, had, we, were we had to float around. We yeah, were floating. Yeah, we, we were just around. crossing bridges, yeah. you know. We were gonna go on like a we we're gonna have a snack and a beer at like five different places instead of having dinner. So we were yeah. like, let's just check this place out. So right. we had some nachos, then we got um went to the antique store, and then we went to this um place called the brick house and we split something and then like got these really insanely sweet horrific Moscow mules. <laughs> I'll say all the servers were so nice that we talked to. Yeah. And we walked in, this lady, they're all wearing like Seahawks uh, uniforms. Guess what? P- people freaking love the Seahawks in this part of the state. And Why wouldn't like, they? Well, they should, and but... There's we no saw, other football team. Yeah, but there's also other things that exist outside of NFL. Like, everything was Seahawks. Yeah, but it's like the big team. I think that's a very weirdly snarky thing to say. <laughs> like, I'm just, why, why wouldn't they be excited about the I, They get to. They could also be excited about anything that exists on the planet Earth. Oh, my there's God, Nick, that is so Okay. It's literally football season. Okay, great. So you're Wait, right. Wait, is it? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. It's not so like they're gonna be like pumping up the Mariners or something. Right. Anyways, okay. so we walk in. The whole staff is wearing Seahawks jerseys. Yeah. And they're so so nice. And she's just like, "We're known for our Moscow mules." We're like, "Great." Let's get some. Mo- First of all, no. Oh, now I was going to be more snarky about. No, you're being so snarky. It was really sweet. <laughs> no, it was very. Sweet. It was the worst. Literally I've very ever sweet. Had. <laughs> it was really bad. Okay, it was they snarky. They were super though. nice to us. I know. I love them. So we sat there, yeah. and you know, it's been like the super wholesome experience thus far. We're yeah. in this like really quaint old timey bar. We're drinking these like <laughs> sickly sweet, insane <laughs> Moscow mules. And a light mist begins to fall. Oh, my gosh. So we're sitting there, and it's still, you know, about 65, and the mist is coming down. And we decide, you know, like, let's walk through the rain Mm -hmm. along the banks, and then we'll go to this sort of weird old Chinese restaurant that we saw and get an egg roll. And that's like where it started to turn for me. <laughs> yeah, she was going down to the Chinese restaurant. Yeah, and it was just odd. Like, you know, we walked in and it was this really cool spot. It's like an old school Chinese restaurant and they only have 
sort of a strip of a restaurant. So like there's only a line of tables against a like row of windows. So every table looks out on the bay and it's really high up in the air. So it was the best there. view in the in the town. Even the one we went to that was literally on the water had a parking lot between us and you couldn't really see out into right. the water really. Right. This was like way up and and it was all of these little old ladies and they were all serving and it was just quiet and I don't know it's like these kind of restaurants at least I think they're just becoming harder and harder to find yeah these like old school Chinese like Chinese restaurants that are just like that American Chinese food yeah that's been right. around for like 70 years you know yeah. and I uh, it was pretty magical. The people there started getting a little weird. Like there was. Well, the sun was starting to set. Yeah. You know, and people started kind of, there was like some people around us who were having some sort of, I couldn't focus on anything because I was just listening to what everybody was saying. But Can you hear that frog back there? Yeah, he's going <laughs> There's off. There's a frog going <laughs> off right now. <laughs> okay. It was just like so, you know, I won't go like super into it, but there was this weird situation where like, I was listening to this lady have a conversation and she had left her kid in a car for an hour while she had been like at a bar having quote unquote a drink right, for but an she hour. She was obviously trashed and they were just like, <laughs> it was just sort of <laughs> yeah. getting like really like dark, you yeah, know? And then she like ordered a gin and tongue. I was like, I don't even want this. And then slammed it. <laughs> she was like, I have to go out to the car. Oh my God. I can't believe I'm slamming this. <laughs> this was like so drunk. I was like, this is, uh, you know, yeah, right. But basically we settled in. Right. And you know, the lady was kind of, our waitress was like kind of mad, but she was okay. And uh, and then I saw her yelling at a kid, <laughs> which was actually pretty funny because the kid's like, "I want Coke, no root beer, Coke." He was like five Sprite, and then she goes, "You need to make up your mind." <laughs> and the kid was just like, "Oh," it's <laughs> like I thought it was pretty funny, yeah, it was but great. it was like there, there was just like this thing where everybody up until this point had been like, "Hi, how are you?" Yeah, right. You know, like, how are you having a good day? And then it just started getting a little like, little like sharp. You know, yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then we went to the high tide, <laughs> which is, I mean, it's not, it's, it's a sports bar, yeah, straight up. It's a sports dive bar, and it's a lot of like, uh, mostly Gen Xers, definitely a strong boomer contingency, and then some like elder millennials kind of in the mix, like we were. And it was just the tensions were very high. I don't know what the energy was, but like people were like yelling, and like it was an old school, like, you know, I don't know if anybody's been to like, it's like in any small town, but like those old school bars that are just have been around forever. They still smell like cigarette smoke. Yeah. Like it's a beach bar. So it's like on the water. There's lots of windows and then hard countertops and it's just kind of bare bones. If that makes sense. Yeah. You know? And then also some parts of the bar, like the patio is really nice, but then some of the inside is just like fluorescent lights. Right. Or like super chipped up, broken up tables or like parts of things missing and fixtures like busted up. Right. So it's kind of cool. It's a cool dive bar, but it just had this energy. Like as soon as we sat down, these two guys just started like scream talking to each other. Like, (laughs) yeah, hell yeah. I was like, cause I wanted to sit at the bar and then I realized 10 seconds in, if we stay here, someone's going to start a conversation with Uh, us. And like a really intense one. So we (laughs) ordered our drinks and we went outside and 
we were talking about like life and all this kind of stuff and it was it was great but it was just lots of people smoking and screaming oh maybe this goes without saying too it was also the first place we had gone in where none of the staff was wearing face masks and there was no face masks mandatory sign yeah so there's already kind of like a shots fired thing going you know (laughs) what i mean like people are definitely just already sizing you up depending on like your choice to do this thing yeah and which wasn't the case in, in the rest of the restaurants. And yeah. so there's a little bit of aggression. We sit down. There's a bunch of slugs sort of like going across the, the <laughs> tabletop outside. Yeah, just a little post-rain slug parade. Yeah, we were just like out here. We were talking. It was like pretty great. And, you know, I just <laughs> felt like honestly like something was about to happen. Yeah. But nothing quite did. And it felt so strange because everything is so picturesque in this town. It just yeah. felt like, what? what is happening like where who are these people like where are they from is right. this port orchard or is this like people from outlying islands and like what's going on so anyway we decided we're going to take a little walk and then we're going to finish our like bar tour at this place called the blue goose and we walk into the blue goose <laughs> another thing nobody's wearing masks and everyone is just like you know on high alert. Right? Well, it was one of those things too. I was like, oh, I feel like this is more our speed as we were approaching it because it seemed darker in there, not the fluorescent lights. Yeah, thing. right. Yeah, but then yeah, I opened yeah. the door and just got blasted with the sea of fluorescent lights because just the windows were tinted. Yeah, so you, right. So they're like, oh, they're hiding what's going on inside the right, bar. Right, right. <laughs> not like, oh, it's dark and quiet. Yeah. It's like, mm, no. This bar skewed a little younger. And when we walked in, this guy with like six teeth who's probably maybe 30, he runs up to me and Nick, and he's like, hey, hey, how's it going? And he's like, you're going to do some karaoke? (laughs) Well, because he came up behind us because we walked in and I like saw like the brightness of the thing kind of like surprised me. Well, people are staring at us. People were staring at us, but to the left down the hall was a room that was dark and like music was coming, like different music and there was a pinball machine. And I was like, oh, what's going on in there? Yeah. So I did a hard left to go see that and he ran up. That's when he ran up. He ran up and was like, like, hey, hey, you're going to go in there? You're going to do karaoke? Karaoke? Like, here's the thing. He's yelling at us and he's clearly unhinged, but he's also got this huge smile and it's obvious that he's only running on pure joy. I'm and sorry. drugs and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was like it's like it's the weirdest thing in the world to walk into a place that seems pretty chill in a very chill small town and walk in and be like, oh, crystal meth. This is the drug of choice in this place, which yeah. is wild, you yeah. know, because people are just like, it was a whole nother energy, you know. Right, you can go to places in in LA and be like. Okay, everyone here is on coke or whatever. Right, or like most of the time it's like, oh, everyone here is stoned and this is like whatever. Like, Yeah. Uh, you know, sometimes <laughs> it's a whole other energy to get into a place and have people be like, ah! So here's the other thing, <laughs> speaking of that ka 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 aspect, within one second of talking to this guy, and I was like, oh, because I was like, I don't know, man, I'm just going to go check out the room. Yeah. We don't, I don't even know. Is karaoke going on? Because I didn't even know there was karaoke in there at that point. And within one second of talking to him, I recognized that he had an eight-inch hunting knife strapped to his belt. <laughs> 
Nick was like, immediately I go, well, that guy was pretty friendly. He goes, did you see the knife? I was like, oh, no. So he's dominating the bar with a man that we later found out whose name was Simon, yeah. who is also very much like the first guy, except for no hunting knife and way more into like the Smiths. Yeah, so he had like long, like rocker hair. Yeah, and just kind of a little bit more of a joy vibe, but the two of them... We're really into dancing together. And what they were doing was they were jumping up and down, facing each other and rocking back and forth, sometimes holding hands. And sometimes pretending to do backflips, yeah. which I really like because I think they thought they were actually doing backflips. They were doing these crazy dance moves, but it was all out of time and like not with the music. And they were like they were in a situation where everyone was a little weird, but I mean, most people were at like maybe a four and they were at like an 11. Yeah, or in a 15. A, right, in a space where like there wasn't anyone else dancing. You know, like there's all this kind of crazy ass shit going on. <laughs> All right, everyone, it's time for an ad. If you want to support this podcast, the best thing you can do is sign up for our Patreon. And you know what? Some people sign up, then their cards expire or whatever. So we want to give a special shout out to Chris L. and Helena P. for re-upping their information. It just means the world to us. It's so cool. And you might have heard us say we went to the antique store and bought some postcards. The other thing that happened is a few weeks ago, Muriel found another patch of like 15 four-leaf clovers. Mm -hmm. So we're going to be sending out some postcards with some uh, four-leaf clovers, either shellacked, shellacked? or we're taped. About we don't know now. the best technique to attach the four-leaf clovers. <laughs> to the postcards but we're going to be sending out some postcards to some of our long-lasting uh patreon family members and uh, we just love you guys so yeah and if you sign up for the patreon yeah. uh you can do it for real cheap like two bucks no three dollars a month okay one of those things <laughs> and you get a ton of extra episodes yeah and they're very very fun so you know if you've binged a bunch of the episodes and you're looking for a little more just hanging out in your life, you can go ahead and sign up for the Patreon. All right, y'all. Bye. Back to the show. <laughs> so we get our drinks and we go to the karaoke room and we sit down. Now, there's a guy Nick noticed. Do you want to talk about that guy? Okay, so the, the guy in the Steelers. <laughs> I'm sorry. The karaoke room is just the DJ and one guy in a Steelers jacket drinking his own pitcher of beer. Yes. And us. And, and us. And Tweedledee then, and Tweedledum keep popping in and yeah, out. Yeah, so they're, they're, they're like, floaters. They're going floaters, in and right? Out. Okay. And so this guy, he's got this solo vibe to him. Yeah. He's wearing the Steelers gear. He's got a pitcher of beer. So I thought he was with friends or I thought maybe he was the DJ's boyfriend or something. I thought something. he was the DJ's boyfriend. Because he seemed to be staring at him and really into the DJ. He was. He was completely locked into him. So this karaoke DJ was incredible. His name is DJ Mike. He's there on Thursdays, Fridays, and Saturdays from 9.30 to 1 a.m. Meaning DJ Mike lives at the Blue Goose Tavern. So that was like we walked in and I'm hearing DJ Mike give his little speech about his hours and when he's there to... An that empty one, room. No, the guy in the Steelers jacket. <laughs> Who's staring at him. So yeah, I was like, and it's okay. a big room. So you're not talking <laughs> yeah. about like a little room. You're talking about a massive room with one big ass guy in a Steelers jacket just sitting there drinking his own pitcher of uh, beer. And black lights. So we walked in yeah. and immediately just saw all the stains on our shirt, yeah, all right. the nachos and everything's and black. Everything. Everything's black lights. Yeah, that yeah. was great. <laughs> Our egg roll grease from an hour before or whatever. <laughs> it was so funny. Uh, so that guy was on a whole other tip because- then he gets up, he finishes his pitcher of beer, 
And then he gets up and he just gets himself another pitcher of beer. We saw him drink three solo pitchers of beer in the hour that we were at this bar. And the whole time, he just gets more and more stoic. It's like he's turning more and more into a statue. Yeah, it was trippy. So he, that's the only guy in the audience. And then it's <laughs> us. And then Simon and his crazy knife friend yeah. keep popping in and out. So Nick and I decide... I think it's time to get hyped, right? Well, no, what happened was is immediately I was like, this this is a knife bar. That guy's on meth. If he isn't decides to not be our friend, this night's going to take a crazy turn. And I was honestly- You wanted to go. No, well, here's the thing. Honestly, I was so sure you were going to want to go that I was like, I'm ready to go. See, like, I was going to support you so hard. If you even just had one iota of a like, I don't think this is safe. Because as soon as we walked in, a bunch of dudes sized me up. And I was like, okay, this bar is like that kind of bar yeah and and i was already on that and then i turned the left the knife dude's talking to me about are you gonna sing karaoke and i was like okay if muriel even has a hint of like we shouldn't be here then i'm gonna like we're gonna go here's the thing is that they were all there to party and you know who was really nice the dj was nice and this is what i see see for me (laughs) i've been to a lot of karaoke bars in my life right I, I really have. And I some of them have been stupid, really bad. Some of them have been great. Some of them have been not super safe, right? And some of them have been like, you know, just there's a huge gamut. I'm like Will Smith from Men in Black. You know, when he goes <laughs> in and they say, they they say, okay, in the when they test to see if he has good skills, you know, uh-huh. and all the aliens pop out of all the cl- like yeah. places and like the rest of the people in the training or like the audition or whatever yeah. are shooting all of the Definitely aliens. not an audition, but an interview, what whatever it's called. <laughs> I'm an actor. <laughs> so they're shooting all the aliens, right? Yeah. So like then when the whole simulation sort of like test is over, Will Smith is the only person who didn't shoot anyone but this like really this little girl who has physics books, right? Like yeah. it's like a like their little cardboard cutout. Right, so he shot the kid. Right. But the idea is he's like, look, I know they're all aliens, but none of them look suspicious to yeah. me. They're all just hanging out doing stuff, right? And so he doesn't like have he's not scared of them. Yeah. So like for me when I was walking in, but I was the like, little girl was suspicious. The little girl was yeah, and it was she was <laughs> suspicious, and so he was suspicious of her. But the point is, he's not just he's not scared of them just because they're aliens. <laughs> and so for me, I was like, I sized the situation up. I knew that guy had a knife, so that's like not the greatest thing. <laughs> But he knew a lot of people at the bar, so obviously he wasn't, like, somebody who'd never been there before. Yeah. And Simon seemed, like, all positivity and light. Yeah. And the guy with the pitcher really was just interested in the karaoke. (laughs) And he was dialed in hard, right? Really hard. Really hard. And he was in the center table (laughs) in the middle of the room just staring at DJ wasn't doing anything. (laughs) So, like, uh, uh, you know. There was definitely some weirdness in the air, but to me, I was like, I think this room needs to get hyped. No, Muriel fully was like, we're staying here. This is my home now. Yeah, so I wanted to do some crazy songs that Nick talked me out of, but we get up there, we do a little Tina Turner, you know, we start kind of vibing with well, each other. Well, you immediately wanted to do hella antagonistic, weirdo David Bowie songs, <laughs> and I was like, just... <laughs> You're like getting in, the, you're like rocking the boat the second it leaves the dock. It's like, let's just go ahead and get our path <laughs> set, please. I wanted to just get up there and just do some stuff, man. But anyway, so we go up there, I'm like talk to the DJ, we start talking and we start singing and nobody's there. It's just me, Nick, the pitcher guy. And then Simon starts coming in and he's so pumped that yeah. other people are doing karaoke, like beside himself excited. So he's going up there and he's doing like the cure and then these like 
you know, just like Minutemen. Minutemen, yeah. just rock and roll stuff. It's killing time. You know, like all the yeah. soundtrack from Donnie Darko. <laughs> just dark, gothic, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was great. And the DJ was singing all of these like classic man songs, which were awesome, just like belty man songs. Yeah. Because your mama don't rock yeah. and roll. Whatever. <laughs> it's like doing every hit. And we were just, the three of us were, or, and Nick was doing, Nick did Britney Spears, Toxic? No, I did Womanizer, oh, Womanizer. which I did on a complete whim to try to uh, rearrange your assemblage point. And you I, did. That's going to be my new song. Well, when they when you were doing that, Simon and the beer guy kept staring at me to see what I was going to do. <laughs> they kept turning around looking at me and looking at you, looking at me. The beer guy was just like, what is she going to do? And I was like, I'm, I, it was so funny. Well, then I got off and the, there's like four people in this room and after every song, everyone's cheering. I got done with Womanizer crickets i i cheered. no you did but everyone else was just it was just like crickets and then when you stopped cheering simon goes he looks at me he goes i don't know what that was but i'm pretty sure you just killed it <laughs> he was like such a positive guy yeah. and so we're sitting there chilling right and it's just us simon and the beer drinking guy or the Steelers guy and I sang Janis, uh, Janis Joplin song that's kind of like, we're trying to get hyped, right? Like everybody's yeah, yeah. doing these high octane songs. So I did this high octane song and out of nowhere, fuck, Meth Head McGee busts into this bar, <laughs> this part of the bar, like runs through the doorway and they start like kind of, he and Simon are doing this like sort of gentle moshing thing. Yeah, so they're right. bouncing up and down and they're pretending to do backflips and do this <laughs> moshing thing. <laughs> and they're high. <laughs> and then they, like, we get, I get done and like they're so pumped and this dude is just going like doing big woos, right? Yeah. So I go to give him a high five and he dogs me. <laughs> so it's not a part of his thing. Yeah. He won't, like, he high won't, fives are bad vibes. He won't give me a high five. So I go sit down. Nick's laughing at me because the guy dogs me so hard. <laughs> And we're all kind of having good vibes in the karaoke DJ, right? He pops up and he's like, starts singing. And we're, oh, no, no, it was Simon. Simon gets up there and he starts singing something like Strange Land or Today's a Strange, some weird song about things being strange. And this bro comes out of the left field because we're in this like side room. He busts through the doorway and he just shoves the six tooth guy, the knife guy, shoves him across the room and he's like, fuck you, bro. (laughs) And everybody was like, what? (laughs) You're going to fight the knife guy? This seemed like such a bad idea. And they just started fighting. Well, he was like, you fucking blah, blah, blah. You know, and it was like, well, whatever happened, happened at least seven minutes ago. Well, Because this guy's been dancing in this room for a while Right, like this guy's been looking for our knife friend. So they go and they're like shoving each other and screaming in each other's face. All of a sudden there's like 10 guys and they're all going like, whoa, 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 whoa. And Simon on stage goes, hey man, he's nice to me. That's my friend. <laughs> you did say that, did that. Yeah, did. I forgot all, about that. They're all fighting and like the bartender comes in and he's like, he's pointing at the knife guy. He's like, you need to go. And he's like, are you kidding me, man? He's like, you need to go. I'm the bartender. And he goes, that guy's been messing me with, that guy's been picking on me for months. <laughs> so apparently they've been like, for for a long long time. Time. <laughs> and then they were like, some guys were trying to get them to fight outside. And then they were all going to like, well, the it. weirdest thing too, was when, as soon as everything went down, his knife was gone. I know. So and I said there was a knife fight it. and that, 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 that's actually not true, but the knife was no longer there. Yeah. And I remember, 
I wonder if he gave it to somebody. Like, I thought maybe he gave it to Simon as a surprise attack or something. Like, or just, like, get it off me because, you know, the thing is, is, like, he probably, like, works at the docks and stuff. Like, he needs a knife, so he just has it with him at the bar, but he's probably, like, not trying to stab someone to death no matter how much meth he's on in a bar, I don't know. I feel like the knife thing was a huge statement, but (laughs) we'll see, you know, whatever. It was a... it was. We were just standing there, and like we should. We were like, should we? No, sit I, we down? were not just standing there. I was like, get up, stand over here. If this goes this way, we're going out that door. You were being very protective of me. Yeah, uh, I had a whole which plan. Which is great. You had a whole plan, and you're telling me you know, if things go really south, we're gonna break that window with a chair and jump out the window. <laughs> <laughs> well, because there's only one exit in that room, and if things really, if lots of knives start coming out or guns or whatever, we're going through the window. <laughs> I'm going to be Vin Diesel for a second, real quick. There's this thing I've talked about on the podcast that I always, I just love so much. We were in this tiny village in Sicily and um, they were burning garbage at the cemetery, but we thought the town was lighting on fire. We, we, thought, thought, the, we thought the hills were on fire and it was coming for our little village. So we like, the village of my ancestors. So, Castlevania. So, we got in the car, we drove like as fast as we could back to the village to warn the villagers. And <laughs> Priest in the middle of a square talking to some children, and Nick looks at me and he goes, "We have to warn the father." <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "We're not, not going to like interrupt the priest." Well, because we didn't know who to tell us, like, we have to tell the father. <laughs> you know, everyone we listens just, to yeah, him. We were driving through town, and nobody else was concerned. So yeah, I was like, right. "Let's just find a different random guy." I don't want to like, like the "Hey, priest. by the way, is that fire on the hillside? Is that chill?" Turns out, if you we did ask somebody, and they said, "Yeah, get away from me." <laughs> anyway, like, so yeah, they're burning stuff at the cemetery. The, the chair deal? through the window thing was like a little bit on the like we have to tell the father level. Well, I was just saying. <laughs> I know, I know. Was I wasn't, like, you know, in neither circumstances, I was hysterical. I was just like, "This is the course of action." Yeah, well, I think when you yelled, "We have to tell the father," it felt mildly hysterical. <laughs> I thought it was pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> but it ended up being fine. The poor guy got kicked out or knifey McGee, but so he was gone. And then we ended up just really going ham. I sang so loud I lost my voice. I can't believe I actually thought you would be able to to record today. I was screaming. Yeah, you were going off. It was so fun. So the other weird ass thing that happened is for a minute there some girls came in and there and some dudes and we were like kind of performing for these people and they were feeling it then i got up there and cleared the room everyone left <laughs> including the the beer guy the Steelers dude yeah. so he left i was like okay and then mira was like i kind of want another drink i was like I'll, I'll, i was like i'll get us another drink so i go to the main bar and suddenly that place is packed it's like pack pack yeah and the Steelers dude is ordering himself what we see as being his third pitcher. So who knows what else he drank? Solo pitchers. He's not there with friends. He's there with his Steelers gear and his beer and yeah. himself. Me, myself, and Irene style. And he's at the jukebox. And they were, it was like some, I don't even know what kind of music, some rock music that other people would probably know that I don't know was playing. And he put on Too Close from Bye, Next. next. Step back and getting kind of close. Feel a little pull coming through on you. So this song, if you're not familiar, it's a it's nineties R and B slow dancing sexy jam about having a boner. So <laughs> on the, the whole, dance floor, about the, having a boner on the dance floor. So I cannot believe when I was a kid, I used to listen to the song and be like, "This is a jam." They didn't censor it. <laughs> it's the lyric is literally. 
step back, you're dancing kind of close. I feel a little poke coming through on you. (laughs) (laughs) And that was what he was really feeling. (laughs) Like, and it's a really like upbeat, like fun dance song. So like this guy who's been like, really serious the whole time like after i sang the first time yeah. and he was over there hunched over staring I, we didn't know really what his deal was we thought he was the dj's boyfriend yeah i went up to him and i go hey man are you gonna go up next <laughs> and he goes no <laughs> i don't sing <laughs> he was so mad at me also for what it's worth i just want to really for me this is important he literally wasn't hunched over he was literally sitting oh, yeah, up perfectly really straight like the <laughs> terminator or whatever so anyways this guy he orders he puts on this song and then i was like okay and then i thought he was like maybe turn around to see if it like changed the vibe in the bar or something because at that point a bunch of girls had shown up and there was like obviously people there like looking cute and he's older than most people he's like a gen xer and and but he didn't care at all about other people's reactions to the song he literally just got back in his seat at the bar and then had a really awkward conversation with some other dude that was trying to get a drink like me and who was just nobody knew what his deal was so that guy was going hey man Sorry, I didn't mean to get in your way. I'm going to order a drink, but I'm going to stand next to you. Okay, buddy? (laughs) This guy's like explaining his intentions and like why he's going to be on the side of the thing. And then they shook hands. He's like, thanks for shaking my hand, man, because he had like gotten in the way of his beer or something. And then the guy in the Steelers jacket just stared at him. He said, thank you for shaking my hand. And then the guy goes, see, that's more like it. He's like training someone on how to communicate which I mean easily could have degenerated into another massive knockdown drag out right so I was like okay so that was going on and there was just suddenly people elbowing each other at the bar and no one had masks on and I was like I don't want to be here at all I like the solo room off to the corner where it's completely empty and I'm not going to like wait for 15 minutes for another I mean I will say incredibly cheap and remarkably stiff whiskey on the rocks but it's also gross and I was like you know So I bailed on getting the drinks. Was that a good part of the story? No. (laughs) (laughs) It's fine. It's descriptive, you know? Yeah. But it was wild. Like, it was, it just got so, it started out all antiques and quilts. Yeah. And just hanging out. Oh, we went. What? We also forgot. We went to, uh, we were, we went to the marina. They, it was open to the public. Oh yeah, they have a little public. There. There's a little public marina. Yeah, so we walked down to the marina in the rain. Oh yeah, which it was probably raining. was not a great choice. On it, it definitely. Oh, that's just a fly. It's okay. Oh, Muriel got attacked by a fly, I but it was, it was a bee. It was just a fly. Is it in your shirt, probably. Muriel's? Okay, it's now become a part of Muriel. So <laughs> yeah, we walked out on the marina and got into a huge fight. Well, it wasn't a huge fight. It was very funny. Uh, we oh, saw a boat that I thought was two boats on one boat, but was really. <laughs> The design of the boat was was just, it looked like that. And I said, that's the reserve boat. And Nick was like, are you kidding? So we were yelling about this thing. It was just, I, was like, I was like, so you think that's a second boat on the roof I of mean, that other yacht? We have no business walking around in a marina. They said it was open to the public, so we just went. But I was like, one of us is going to fall in the water. Yeah, right. We're just like kind of drunk and like talking about stuff and then it's raining and then this guy drove like he rode his bike up to us and he was looking at us like we were crazy and i was like you're riding a bike down a dock (laughs) turns out he owns a yacht so he was going to his yacht and we 
We're just chilling. Well, that uh, doc had the only muscles in town. The whole time, we were like, I just want to get a good thing of muscles and look out at the bay and eat muscles. And every place we went was like burgers, prime rib dip. It was you all know? beef. It was There's just no all seafood. beer food. There was like literally no fish and chips, no clams, no steamers. It's like, if you that's what you guys have. It's They're a like port. Sick They're of like it or wild. Something? I don't know what's going on, but they didn't have it. But one thing we did find that was awesome is that- we heard what sounded like the saddest seal in the world. <laughs> and so we went looking for it because it seemed like it was really close. We were like, by. we need to save this poor animal. I was like, what's wrong with the seals? Oh, oh. And so we were walking around the deck. This like marina trying to find a seal. The only ones on there, like raining, dark. And then we finally realized it was just a creaking part of the dock. Yeah, it was just like the big metal loop like that connects the dock to the beam. Yeah, that's pretty tight. <laughs> I was like, I was actually nervous that a big orca whale was going to pop out and we were going to have to deal with a whale. But instead, it was just literally the Us. dock. Why is that... That seagull has been following that other seagull and making that annoying-ass noise for like the last 20 minutes. It's a baby. That's a baby seagull? It's an adolescent seagull. Does it change colors later in life? Yeah. Man, it looks like the hunchback in Notre Dame. That looks like a real ugly seagull. No, no, it's like a little... They, they're they like that when they're adolescents. Like, they get a little bigger, and she, he still thinks he needs to be fed, but uh, he's out of the nest. And then the mom's like, oh, my God, stop crying. Well, he'll probably, she'll probably feed She's him. like, you need to make a choice. Coke, Sprite, or root beer. <laughs> Hurry it up. Uh, so anyways, then we crashed at the Comfort Inn, baby. And um, See, look, did you see him feed? Oh, yeah. Okay. I thought you were wrong. I know you did. That's okay. <laughs> I didn't believe you. It's like, that's a baby seagull. <laughs> it's just clearly a baby seagull. <laughs> <laughs> but it's brown. Yeah, it's like going to change colors into an adult seagull. Why would it's crying and falling around and then she keeps period periodically shoving her beak down its mouth and vomiting into its mouth. It's obviously a baby. Seagull. I just thought it was uh Simon and Knifey McToothless it could be. following us. Yeah. Twilight style. Anyways, crash at the comfort in, whirlpool jacuzzi, freaking cracking. Yeah, not a very nice room, but <laughs> It's very fun to have a gigantic bathtub. That's like, it should be in every hotel room. I know, the best. I know, I know, I know. Ugh. All right, and then this morning, we went, we Googled best breakfast in Port Orchard, and we went to absolutely one of the best breakfasts I've had in a really, really, really long time. And on their in their lobby, they had this big printout, and there was a big warning that said, this is not for retaliation, but it's just to let you guys know what we've been going through. And it was a printout of a 911 call that people had made against this diner when they were like open for business during the pandemic. Oh yeah. <laughs> it was real. It was like, wow, it's really, they're really putting this on blast. They're like we were open during the pandemic. These are our rights, whatever. And people calling the cops on us. Like literally a 911 transcript printed huge posters, huge, like four inch letters all across the wall. Oh, it was crazy. And then yeah. outside and there was a, there was a motorcycles in that parking lot too. It was the Christian motorcycle association. Yeah. Kicking it, having a little like, um, like a scrap mate, a what? Scrap mate. Scrap mate. Oh my god! <laughs> it's like a swap meet, but with scrap stuff. I don't know. <laughs> Are you mad at me about the duck thing? That <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not ducks. Okay, okay. so oh, I mean seagulls. Whatever. 
<laughs> oh man, people are finally coming up on us. Mm-hmm. <sighs> All right. And I gotta say, mm-hmm. I haven't waited tables for a while because of the pandemic. Right. But I still love breakfast like waiting tables at breakfast yeah you were like oh yeah this is my kind of place it's just fun all the women there were so nice and so warm and friendly and fast and like i just was like this looks it looks like so much fun yeah uh and there were all these classic characters every single person the friendly owner there's this little old man who came in (laughs) and did every classic thing like this guy goes he goes uh uh he goes really grumpy at first yeah sits down doesn't like his table complains about it sits down and then he goes waitress waitress like he's really panicked about it and um she goes, oh, and she runs over and he goes, hey, I just got to tell you, I think it's a really good idea that you give us these big cups of coffee because you don't have to do so many trips. <laughs> so he called, he called her, her over. over for the entire set of the restaurant. <laughs> he was just one of those great guys that had just a way of sounding completely miserable and mad, even though he was being really nice. And he starts asking about her about her shoes. She's kind of like, oh, okay, like being really nice to no, him. Well, he didn't even really ask her. Well, she he- came <laughs> up and, and she came up to, he goes, he goes, ma'am, ma'am, I need my check. You know, like just really, yeah. she's like, okay. He wasn't even done with his food. Yeah. She gives him the check and he goes, so what you got to do? He's like, if I, I'm telling you right now, if you go get a pair of Asics sneakers, your feet will thank you. And she goes, okay. <laughs> and he goes, and what you got to do first is you got to try them on. He's like, they let you try them on. They let you try them on. You can walk around the store. God bless it. I know. I loved him so much. I've had so many of those kinds of conversations. Yeah, right. Like, like, yeah, oh, that's a great idea. I totally will. You have a good day. Yep. Yep. We'll see you about that. (laughs) Like, then he's mad again. (laughs) The last thing. He's mad about so many aspects. Of uh, so if, funny. It felt good. Okay, Muriel and I are getting self conscious because the family's coming up on us. Uh, well, Muriel, I do have a question for you. What? And I'll answer it for myself before okay. I even ask you. I, for one, Muriel, want to say I had so much fun with you. And I know, I know going on little trips, I get it, is the thing we love. But also, this one in particular gave me a sense of peace that I didn't know I needed. <laughs> I know. It was so relaxing. Yeah. It's like these little tiny day trips in these tiny little towns. It's like so magical. Yeah. I don't know. It just makes me feel like really connected to, especially out here because it's like so nature oriented. Yeah. Everything is about like the water and the islands and all this kind of stuff. It's pretty amazing. But I mean, I was so relaxed and like so open to the universe that when like the shift started happening and like people started acting a little gnarly (laughs) you were like you know this is just a wave in the ocean that belongs and i'm here to ride it i did i was like i want to be here for this (laughs) i'm here for this this is awesome uh yeah well i slept so well in that king size bed in that terrible, terrible room after that glorious, glorious bath and woke up feeling completely <laughs> anew and got in the car and continued to drive over bridges this and go, just the go the wrong, wrong way. I was like, I was, I stopped correcting you. You'd be like walking. There's the water and then the other direction we need to go. And they would just go and just turn back the way we came. We like try to like dip into this farmer's market real quick. I missed the obvious entrance, I think three times. <laughs> you were making but me I'm laugh. too happy to care about that I stuff. Know, you know? I know. It's just this weird thing where like you're too happy to care about it. Yeah. That makes me so happy. It makes me feel so full of love for you. 
And also, I just think it's so funny. I cannot stop laughing when that kind of stuff happens. Well, also, just, we're borrowing this big old Toyota Camry. It's like a 97 Toyota. So it's like, it feels like you're in a boat kind of, yeah. you know, and it just is glorious. You're just cruising, to drift man. Uh, I'm just. Going the wrong <laughs> <direction>. <laughs> <Sapling> antiques. <laughs> Let's do yoga. Let's get fit. Thank you for listening. You know, every time you guys tune in, it just feels like a little miracle. And uh, to us, you are our treasure. So yeah. thank you for being here with us. Thank you to Ryan and Ryan at Campfire Media. And, and who, everyone. God, Joey. Everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Naughty Mermaid uh, or Nada Mermaid Scrooby Doo. Thank you very much. <laughs> oh, it's definitely not Scrooby. <laughs> Scrubby or oh wait no you said it was Scrooby. I think I did. I was really You're, dumb. I was wrong. <laughs> I was wrong about that. Scrubby do. <laughs> I really apologize deeply for uh, uh, making fun of you for something that obviously was so dumb. <laughs> <sighs> and so it goes. <laughs> Bye. My name is Muriel, and I love true crime. I'm Nick, and I am not a fan of true crime. Every week on our new podcast, Muriel's Murders, I handpick a real-life crime story that I think will blow Nick's mind. Muriel is really enthusiastic about researching and telling me these stories, and boy, they are a lot. Some of them are famous. Some of them are weirdly under the radar, but all of them contain crime, violence, and murder from across history and around the globe. How does that make you feel, Nikki? Nervous. Are you ready to hear a story? No. Too bad. Here comes Muriel's Murders. Join us every Wednesday, wherever you get your podcasts. And check out the original Muriel's Murders animations on Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, and TikTok at Muriel's Murders.